0: what's going on everybody welcome back to the digi tavern it's another episode of the digi tavern podcast today sedareth is filling in for us here here in the tavern so let's roll an intro let's get into the podcast
1: barkeep pour me a drink
0: hey bar spin that shit We're back. What's going on, Adam? What's uh, good
1: morning, good evening, what, good afternoon, good, wherever you live. Good, good day to our worldwide fans.
0: <laughs> our, our, four, four fans.
1: Was it? Didn't you have like four people listening in, like Denmark or something? Oh,
0: that was, um, that was my Twitch following. That was your Twitch. That was my Twitch following back in the day, and they were they were all from Scandinavia.
1: Mr. Worldwide, Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> Dolly.
0: I, I don't know why they were. I don't. I mean, I, I think I've told that story, but I mean, like, there was this. There was a part in like the stream where we would like stop gaming, and because they were all like, it, they were all Scandinavian, so they were either from like, they were either from Sweden, Denmark, uh, Germany. And there was somewhere else, I can't remember, uh, but whatever, like at some point, because we all, all I played back then was Skyrim. And so I guess I attracted the Nords and, <laughs> and, uh, and we would stop at some point in the game, we, and like during the stream, we would stop and then someone would like request a German disco. And so the, the, I'd play like German disco music and then it'd just be like this hype train of like German disco. It was so weird.
1: I mean, I get it. I mean, half my the recommended channels for me to watch on my Twitch, it's like all these German VTubers.
0: It's weird. Which,
1: I'm not mad. I love it.
0: I mean, they know what they want to see. It's great. It's funny. It's not at all what I expected. I was like, I'm going to have a chill stream. Next thing you know, it's like Disco, disco, good, good, disco, disco, good, good. The
1: jellyfish, uh, jellyfish. Yeah, jam. that's all it
0: was. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's not, that's not, that's, that's something else. That's Angry Beavers, that's what that was. Um, Angry Beavers. well, anyways, so we are here in the tavern, and this actually, this episode is actually going to be coming out post-LAN, so we can't really talk about it because we're going into LAN this week. But before we start talking about that, let's go ahead and talk about. What we always talk about, which is what you're gaming and what you're drinking. Take it away.
1: So I have been trying to go back and play Pillars of Eternity. I played it a couple years ago, but I never beat it because I suck at level grinding. And that's always been like my issue with like JRPGs too is I do not want to sit there and level grind. And then I get to a boss and he kicks my ass and takes my lunch money. But nerd. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to do that now. It's a great story. I'm loving it. It's a good game, yeah. Um, but that's I'm stuck right now because it's, I'm like fighting trolls that are like two hitting me, and I'm like I'm actually playing the game. I'm actually going through and exploring the world, and I'm still under leveled. So I'm like trying to figure out what's wrong. Also, it gave me like no hints on how to make my build or what any of the things did until I actually started playing the game and learning. Uh, so now I have a horribly specced character and I cannot respec. Nope. Do not let databots play this.
0: He has played it, and he has respect several times. That's why he's not beating <laughs> it.
1: So I thought about doing that and restarting it to actually make a good character this time, but do, we'll do make that. It work. Yeah, do that. Land.
0: Yeah. Do that. Land.
1: Yeah. Uh, drinking wise, I'm drinking a. It is called the nine zero three. I think it's called Sasquatch. It is a double chocolate marshmallow stout, and it tastes exactly like a s'mores it's amazing
0: we've had a lot of beers like that before in the past so i mean like that's i don't know it's
1: the end of stout season it's starting to get hot yeah
0: 95 yesterday that's what i'm saying like i'm 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 past that give me give me malt liquor every day Uh,
1: have you i'm still trying to find some i need to find it no otherwise i'm just showing up to land with uh colt 45s
0: (laughs) i will not drink that it's either four corners or bust for me
1: so, uh, what are you drinking? What are you gaming?
0: So, uh, I have been on that Elden Ring grind, level 91 now. 91? 91. 91. How many hours? 85. 85. It's been great.
1: <laughs> um, Best girl? I'm sorry, best maiden. Sorry, oh, best, my, best uh, maiden.
0: Best maiden. Like, God, if we had an Elden Ring only podcast, there would be a segment called Best Maiden. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I'm in a weird place right now with Elden Ring because <laughs> uh, I, I messaged one of my, my buddies from uh, on Discord, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and I told him I'm in a weird place right now because all my NPCs are dying or they're mm-hmm. running away, which is which is usual in like, you know, from soft games. Um, and I'm like, my character is like lacking motivation. It's like, what's my motivation though? Because I like, I don't know, like, I don't know what to. It's not that I don't know what to do. I know what I should be doing, but the thing is, is like, all my NPCs are dead or they're they're dying, and it's like, like I I I mean, I don't know, and, and it's hard because like, it's hard to kind of stay focused because one of my favorite things to do was to return to the round table. Mm-hmm. and to see like it was full of people, you know, like I loved that. Because it, right. it made me feel like, okay, you know, in this desolate, sad world, there is a one little bit of nugget that makes this area or this game kind of nice, which was the round table. Yeah. But it's falling apart. It's falling apart <laughs> at the seams. And I'm just like, wow. man, this sucks. But uh, I don't know. Best maiden at this point in the game what's homegirl's name is it
1: ronnie is it ronnie Renny?
0: ronnie ronnie R- ronnie, okay. ronnie the I witch see a lot
1: of love for her but i'm a, everybody
0: likes ronnie the witch she's just let me.
1: let me know that i stand melina
0: melina melania yeah
1: melania the red-headed yes. one mm-hmm.
0: the one that everybody hates to fight because she's terrible because she's extremely difficult
1: that's what i've heard i haven't gotten that far yet there is
0: but... i i think what you're i think what you're who you're really gonna like honestly um And she might, she is, she's definitely got to be in the running for best, best maiden, which is Millicent.
1: Millicent. I've heard of it. I've I've seen art of her. Um,
0: You you might be getting her and Melania uh, Melania confused because, because there is in this, in Elden Ring, the lore is that the daughters of Melania Mm -hmm. look like her. So they all kind of have the same kind of appearance of her, which is the red hair stuff. So, like, yeah, if they're, yeah. like, a guardian for her or, like, a sentinel for her, uh, they look the same.
1: I'm trying to find that one girl. She's got, like, the uh, eye covering. Like, the uh, old... Uh, there's two of them. Old school masquerade masks.
0: Yeah, there's two of them, though. Ah, oh, damn. They're, all I
1: know is she wears all black. I haven't seen her yet.
0: Oh, wait. She's wearing black? I think so. Because there's, there's the maiden. There are two maidens that are blind. Mm-hmm. There's Heda uh, uh, or Hayeda and there's the one that leads you back to the uh the the red manor or the yeah the the red manor and
1: i'm only like level 12 still though so i haven't played a lot
0: well the well the thing is like I, those they're like handmaidens like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like one there's one that like she leads you down a dark path <laughs> and there's another completely one completely interested there's another one that uh don't get attached to cuz okay she does not last long
1: that's disappointing it is so what you're telling me is that i should not become emotionally invested in these girls
0: it's it's really hard to get i mean like that's how i feel right now with the npcs like you know like we, we play games like dragon age and uh which is what we're talking about today but uh or specifically dragon age 4 in the trailer but i mean like this is this is kind of the way we kind of play those games sometimes is you know mass effect dragon age um what's another game that had like really captivating characters that we really invested in like that with uh, oh
1: man if you're looking at like the RPGs and all that other stuff i'm um, like Final Fantasy 13 had three games devoted to li- uh, lightning basically right right um but that was a lot of that but if you're looking for more romance style or well
0: well the whole point is that like these these games sometimes have like captivating characters that, that we kind of emotionally invest in whereas from soft does this on purpose like they want you to invest in these characters. But they also, you should know that they're gonna die at some point. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's like it's not a happy ending. Hmm. But I mean, like Millicent is probably best made in, because uh, I just met her a day ago. So um, she's really nice. She's super sweet right now. Nefeli, Nefeli is the other one, um, but she has like she's like she's like the she's like the warrior class looking one. She's got she looks like a barbarian.
1: Yeah, she have the uh, great sword. Yeah
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's really nice. Like I like her a lot. Um, but she is having like a mental breakdown. So you would probably love her. We've all been there. <laughs> uh, she's like she's like she's in a state of flux right now. She's stuck, and uh, her quest line. I don't know where how to finish it up or how to even start it. But it's just mm-hmm. I don't know. She's having problems. But uh, I've been playing that game, and as far as drinking is concerned, I mean, like like I said, like. Mott liquor from Four Corners was probably the last thing I've I've dabbled with in a minute, but uh, I mean, I'm looking forward the to the only man. beer
1: I would wait 25 minutes in line for.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is very true. Uh, shout out to Four Corners in that in that delectable liquid, uh, but that's that's what you're gaming, and what you're drinking, uh, and so I mean like, but I mean like again, Elden Ring is fun, man. I'm having so much fun. Did not expect to enjoy this game as much as I have. Did you enjoy the Dark Souls games? I did not. Sekiro? I think I played it for like 15 hours and then I gave up because I hit a wall. I think the most game, the most hours I put into any of those games is probably Bloodborne, which was probably like 25 hours. Um but I eventually I hit a I hit a wall in that area where I was lost. And I did not know okay. how to get past anything, so I just gave
1: up. I just there was a meme I saw that was like my favorite Dark Souls games is a uh, Pokemon Arceus, and it just shows the guy <laughs> rolling around avoiding attacks. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, like, huge vibes." There is
0: a there is a big there there are big talking points right now how like Arceus and Elden Ring are changing the way we look at RPG open world games now. Oh yeah, and I love that like Arceus is in that conversation, and it's because it's on the Switch but
1: well i like the uh concept that they were just trying out rcs and we can talk about this in another oh episode, they were oh, absolutely this is just a test run to see how the new i don't remember what the uh, new uh, region's gonna be called but for the uh, violet and scarlet because mm-hmm. i think it runs on the same engine
0: yep 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 so i'm looking forward to that yeah but we have we definitely talk about that another time but what we're talking about today is so we've been talking a little bit on our social media. We've been talking about how like we're changing the layout and the format of our podcast. So what does that really mean? Well, typically before we would have you know our conversation points, whatever we were talking about, usually it was about like buyouts. Sometimes it's about video games or immersion gaming or even the, the things of the lore of a game that we like the most. And sometimes we did the NPC segment um, with really cool people like 225 Games or the fellas at land all night. And then there's always DGN, which is Dallas Gaming News and stuff like that. But that's a far and few between. But we want to get back to our roots here. And one of the ways we're going to do that is by giving you guys the lore down and the lore down is going to be our segment that is all lore. So today we're talking about the Dragon Age 4 cinematic trailer that has dropped a while back, but we've not heard anything about it in at least two years. All we've heard is that they're walking back the whole game service thing, that it's not going to be a live service format anymore, which is a smart thing. But we want to talk about the lore of this game. We want to talk about the lore of this trailer specifically, because there are some familiar faces and some familiar voices. So we're going to do something different here. We're going to start, we're going to play the trailer, we're going to watch it, and we're going to kind of talk about it as we're watching it during this podcast. So without further ado, Let's get into the lore
1: down and let's play this trailer. Now, I would like to give a quick disclaimer. Uh, JC has not finished Inquisition yet. I have not. So, as much as I want to get into the trailer and some of the deeper lore, I'm trying not to spoil anything. Which, so it's been years now. Hey, you know, there was like a whole pandemic or something, I don't know. Yeah, and
0: I worked through that, so... Hashtag hero.
1: (laughs) Essential hero. I'm essential.
0: (laughs) I have a badge that says so. It's really funny because he said that while he was, like, drinking his beer or something. It was was great.
1: Not a coping mechanism. Let's
0: roll this trailer. Three, two, one, hit play now.
1: So it opens up and you see what looks like a silhouette of Meredith from Dragon Age 2. And all redded out because of the red lyrium. Yeah. You see what looks like the idol that she had. And then you see two figures that we haven't seen before, but I will get into those after the trailer's over. Nice. Um, there's some concept art for DA4 that's out um, so it opens up you see what it looks like man land sand turtles this is amazing and uh, we're actually going to get our first look at Tevinter which is um, awesome so there is a yes and I love the floating castle like Tevinter is built on magic it's and we the fact that there's a floating building now yeah it, So it just opens up a whole world So, we see that Darkspawn are going to play a role in it again. And you see that same painting with uh, Solus. Yeah. So, Dragon Age 4 is going to continue with a new protagonist. Um, so, every game, which is one of the things I haven't really liked. Like, I love Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Especially because you play the same character throughout the entire trilogy. Sure. Um, but... Ma- Dragon Age, I really wanted to play... I mean, you know, you play Origins. There's a chance that your character can die in Origins. Makes sense. Uh, you get Hawk. Hawk is great. I love Hawk. Yeah. Um, but she does survive. Or he. Um, or he. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, they survive the ending of uh, Dragon Age 2. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it in the beginning of Inquisition that they were looking for either the warden commander if they're alive yeah. from the first game mm-hmm. or looking for Hawk to lead the Inquisition Yep. but Hawk is MIA you know that's why they're interrogating uh, Varric at the beginning Yep. Um, so you play your character in 3
0: that's such a good game I'm just remembering all the scenes in my head now I just remember like why did I stop
1: um, <laughs> he's so bad so I am not mad I'm disappointed <laughs> how the tables but, um, turn so, without getting into spoilers or anything like that, um, the ending of the Trespasser DLC, mm-hmm. uh, the, which is basically a post game of Inquisition two years after. Okay, so hang the on. Ending. Hang
0: on. Like, like, Let's back this up here. So, I thought Trespasser was recommended to be played before the ending no. fight.
1: Um, so, there's the other DLCs like uh, Descent and Jaws of a Khan. Those are the two big expansions. Mm, okay. And I recommend you finish those before you finish the main storyline, just for continuity issues and better immersion throughout the game. Gotcha. But um, Trespasser says, whenever you start that one, it says, hey, starting this, will you cannot go back after you start this. It's a whole new story, gotcha. separated. Um, and it's two years after the ending of Inquisition. Ooh. So... Um you get to see it looks at I mean it's kind of you kind of know what's happening so I'm not going to spoil anything for you but they're like hey the inquisition's still around but what are you inquisiting inquisiting inquiring you yeah and you're right there on the border between Orlay and Ferelden yeah and like this little impenetrable castle fort mm-hmm. skyhold um and you got everyone else wondering like hey man you got a pretty big army over there. What you doing? Yeah, Russia. <laughs> uh, um, Politics. <laughs> so, Trespasser directly goes from the ending decision to... I'm not sure what they're going to do for the time skip between 4 and Inquisition, or mm-hmm. if they're going to overlap yeah. or anything. yeah. Cause like not a lot of information is out about four and they were really hoping to have, uh, people were hoping to see a trailer at last, uh, Microsoft. Yeah. Um, cause what, well, I mean, E3 is canceled this year now.
0: Yeah. So that at some point they need to ha- have like a state of play or something similar to really showcase some of the stuff because time is a taken here on this game.
1: So there was a tweet that I read that they're looking at an early 2023 release now. Okay. Um, so I'm excited. I really want to play it. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting since 2018 is when Inquisition came out. I think.
0: Man, that's such a long time ago now.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. And the thing is, we're gonna play it. It's gonna be great, hopefully. But then you know, there's gonna be expansions and DLCs out that expand the story, we can just only the hope same so. way they did. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm play it. Play it again when the DLCs come out, and just see what happens with the story.
0: So, real fast from PCGamer.com. Dragon Age for all the rumors and state we know so far, which is the name of the article. Dragon Age 4 will be a story about having no power. So this is something I just read this. It's a little weird. So check this out in the Gamescom trailer. Lead writer Patrick Weeks described how Dragon Age 4's story will diverge from Inquisition, kind of going back what we were just talking about for the game. We're working on now. We want to tell the story of what happens when you don't have power. What happens when the people in charge aren't willing to address the issues, Week said. From the sound of it, Bioware is aiming for the story and its characters to feel a little less important to the world in Inquisition, at least at first. Dragon Age games have typically followed the rise of a seemingly inquisitional... Or inconsequential hero to a positional position of power, though it almost sounds as if Da4 will follow a character who never breaks into Thetis's traditional power structure. So this is a big. This is kind of a big deal here. Um, in my opinion, this is still kind of, um, from from my understanding. From I, I, there's a lot of things in my head right now that's kind of connecting, like lines and dots. This storyline. Whatever it's gonna be, because because there's another section of this about the storyline, but we can talk about that. Uh, this sure. storyline, whatever it's gonna be, is there clearly was angled with the concept of a live service game because yeah. because like that right there, like that little bit of information is very MMO like. Like in every MMO that you play or if we've played in our life, it's always. You play an insignificant character. That is the only way that you can kind of turn the story to be an MMO, uh, like an online, like an online MMO, because that's why it makes it feel like, oh, okay, well, there's a reason why all these other players are around me, kind of deal. Like it doesn't break the immersion from that perspective. Um, so,
1: so I always looked at this like, um, you remember Origins, how you chose created your character and then you made your character. Um, well, some of the characters you were, uh, if you picked the city elf, you lived in the alienage mm-hmm. kind of like just impoverished and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah. Hey, I'm going to pull this guy to go be a gray warden. And then you get thrusted into maybe not power, but a chance to prove yourself and become, uh, to gain a uh, notoriety, no, 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 notoriety, notoriety, uh, notoriety, notoriety. There we go. Um, Dragon Age 2, you're literally running and starting anew. Um, Your character has to spend, I think it's like a year in servitude to either smugglers or mercenaries. Um, Finish the first act and all of a sudden you're rich. And then one of the things I didn't like about Inquisition was the lack of backstory in your character. Um, It kind of built on it as you went through the game. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't, hey, why is your character here? why was your character at the uh assembly mm-hmm. how did you get involved all this other stuff you got to go through and either read the codexes yeah talk to um and uh, some of the npcs and they'll ask you like yo human mage i can understand why you were there yeah in the mages yeah yeah all this other stuff
0: i mean like you get that information from cassandra especially if you pursue her romantically because she's the one mm-hmm. that basically has your backstory locked behind a wall but a lot of people did not like Cassandra because she was too, she was too much. She was not, I, I thought she was going to be like Aveline from DA2, but right. she's not at all like Aveline. Like she is, no, but she's, she's, she like tripled down on the whole idea of like, I hide behind a shield. Fuck you kind of thing.
1: And playing her story. That's really great. It's, I appreciate Cassandra for who she is. Oh, I
0: love Cassandra. Day one. I knew like that's that's who I'm going after. Every time I don't care, um, I can't I can't change it.
1: So I do want to go and point at some of the concept art that came out for Dragon Age Four. Sure. Um, now you saw on that what looks like a cave painting or like a portrait mosaic. Which we've painting. seen
0: that stuff in the past before. Mm-hmm. We have seen that stuff before.
1: There are two characters that are upside down. Okay. Um, And one of them has, like, a crescent moon head. Yeah. And it shows her arms crossed. And you kind of see what looks like tentacles coming out of her legs or whatever it might be. Mm. So there is a concept art out there that I saw where you're fighting, like, a giant... It looks like a sandworm, but it has her head. And on her... It shows her head... She has arms, but it has like a giant, almost like a serpent tail. And it is a really great concept art, but it shows her holding a staff. And the staff is like, mm, we're going to say, it's obviously magical. Mm -hmm. But the tip of the staff is like blinding light. And she is, if it's an actual concept art, what they want to put in front of you as a boss in the game is so much bigger than like any of the dragons or anything else you would have fought in the games before. Uh, she towers. so um, That's interesting. There are some codex entries, if you go through and read the Inquisition codexes, from the uh, Temple of Mythal, which okay. you haven't been to yet, so I'm not going to get into it. Okay, um, But there are some stuff that kind of foreshadow what this concept art might be. Um, and I mean, I've spent hours almost days just reading codex entries you know i've seen it dragon age lore seen it um can confirm and yes and the one thing i wish i had is a physical copy of the uh the world of Thetis. the books Uh there's two books i think yeah um but they're like impossible to get physically they're not
0: they're not even yeah at this point like if you want to get those it's going to cost you like a thousand dollars because it's it's just not gonna happen you probably find a pdf yeah yeah It's not the same.
1: They have some other stuff and they talk about expand on the codex entries and stuff, but it's the whole expanded universe, not just what's in the games or in the books, because I know um, something I haven't gotten around to reading yet is the uh, Knights and Adventure Mm. is the current book out Mm -hmm. that kind of foreshadows what's going to happen in DA4.
0: So this is the kind of cool thing that, that I think that EA and Bioware has done really well over the years, which is they've built off their lore several times like they continue to build their lore through and through uh, especially with like just multimedia like games um, like books in the game and then actually uh, like actual physical novels like fiction based novels like those are really cool that's really that's really awesome because that really makes it feel like you can actually find that stuff and get it together, and, and use it for reference. Um, so, like, they've done that really, really well. For I mean, like, you know, Mass Effect had several books, uh, and yes. D- Dragon Age has had, I would say, like, a... Comics. Yeah, like... The comics for Dragon Age are great. Library of books at this point, and so, like, they have a ton of information out there, which is great. And, but the thing is, is, like, the lore-wise, like, there's so much. I mean, like... There's a lot, yeah. It, and I mean, people who people have to understand like with dragon age inquisition which per- is not my favorite like i i still love or- origins like i i do like origins was amazing like that's the only game that's taking me a year to beat, like a full calendar year and i i took my time because i i just wanted to to like explore every little thing about this game and when you learn about the world itself, about how everything was built. Like we play D and D so much of my world is influenced from dragon age because of how, how influential is some, so much of it is. Then we kind of fast forward into inquisition, kind of going back to what you were talking about, how like there is no back story for our main character. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of a, a weird way to enter a game because like, you just find yourself like, just like you're on your knees, you know, Cassandra's got like knife at you, sword blazing, like, why were you there? Who's this? Blah blah blah. And you're just like, dude, what is going on? And it's an intense moment. And then but to go back and to see, you know, Liliana. Uh and to see uh Morgan. Like mm-hmm. that those are amazing moments. And then to know that like Morgan has a kid. And then like for people who like don't know the story where it's like when she went through the like going through the mirror. Like did you go? Did yeah. you not go? Kinda, the
1: Witch hunt DLC is amazing.
0: And that right there, like so much of that plays a story on like what we've done. So for DA four to kind of say like, okay, well we're just gonna kind of clean the slate here, I'm gonna wipe it away, but we're also gonna give you Varric voiceover, and we're also gonna give you Solas as a as a, in the teaser, but we're not gonna really talk about why, but we're gonna start a clean slate.
1: Right. It's infuriating. um, Because I know my cousin started playing Dragon Age, and he's on Inquisition right now, and he's about to finish it. But I asked him, hey, how much uh, stuff did you get done when you played last time? He's like, oh, I didn't do anything. I was reading the codex. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I get it. Um, That's what happens. So.
0: Now, in this, so getting back to this trailer here, now, this is something that I think is kind of really cool here. So, like, if we go, because you were talking about, probably about the first 12 seconds of this trailer here where we see a lot of iconography and stuff like that. Now now in Inquisition and also in, I would say in DA2, we saw a lot of this iconography around the, um, uh, the
1: backstory of the idol.
0: Yeah. A a lot of the Canari have like iconography, like this stuff. Like we see this kind of style of iconography all over their, their part of the realm. Uh, and, and this is, this stuff is pretty familiar, at least the way it looks. And we know for a fact that like in this game, there was so much, There is so much weird energy that can come from something. So we're talking like the red crystals when they were first found, like what they did to people who were like consuming it, like literally eating this stuff. And then it changed yes. their bodies. And then, and then we can also talk about like, you know, the witch of the wilds or the Canary wilds, like she was a, she could turn herself into a dragon. Like that was the whole thing. So like we, and then you have like, and then you have dwarves that are, what, what's the term that they use? Uh, paragons. Yep. We have paragons that can turn themselves into like these massive brawny, like stone giant dwarves.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I really liked about the Descent DLC because it explains the stone, the titans yeah, in the story. Um, that something you'll learn in Trespasser is it expands on the connection between Lyrium and dwarves and the relationship that dwarves and elves used to have. Um, that was a big mind blast when I read the Codex entries on that so just going from that it's very interesting especially if um so morgan has the kid i think his name is caden i forget what it is or it starts with a k but if you are a dwarven character and you talk to him and i'm gonna go ahead and spoil that's fine I, i'm, I'm never I'm gonna never, play again i'm never gonna play as a dwarf yeah that's what i'm saying um he was like mother didn't tell me you were a dwarf." And he's, your character will be like, "Oh, sorry, I was trying to act like I was taller," and he'll be he will say to you, "Oh, you can't be tall without the titans." Um, and at first you don't understand what that means because the voice lines were made before the Descent DLC was even out. Yeah. So you're like, "Okay, what's a titan? Did dwarves used to be taller?" Yeah. Or what it is. Yeah. Um, but the dwarves have a connection. And they'll mention it throughout the game that when they die, they return to the stone.
0: They return to the stone, yep. Because they're, and they're what from it stone, yep.
1: Yeah, and it, uh, playing through the descent, you'll kind of get like an understanding that, hey, the titan kind of like absorbs all the memories of a dwarf whenever they die. Okay. And it's, so it's trying to build on what kind of relationship they have with each other. Because um, there is a... You'll remember in Dragon Age 2, there was these rock spirits you have to fight um, when you go into the deep roads and it's like the weirdest thing because they don't explain yeah. why there are rock spirits yeah um, but it's just I see, a whole th-
0: this is a thing that I think that this is the, the first thing because when I first played Dragon Age I had really conflicting feelings when I played the game for the first time because mm-hmm. we kind of have an understanding of Dwarves, elves, humans, magic, all that stuff. So we have an understanding of, of these of these fantasy races from other fiction. And my biggest com- comparison was Lord of the Rings and or World of Warcraft. And and everybody has a different take on a lot of this stuff, even though, you know, Tolkien is like the father of high fantasy. Uh, yeah. But everyone has a, a different take. And I remember when I played typically I would have played as an elf. And kind of going back to what we talked about, like if you play an elf in the city, you're practically a slave. And, yeah. and I always felt that, that that always felt wrong to me because that's not how we knew elves in other worlds. Um, and then if you play as uh, an elf in the wilds, you're literally on the run. Like there's, there's nothing about you that is like... Now, I don't want to say, like, um, admired, but, like, there's nothing about you as an elf in the wild that makes you feel powerful or strong. Like, you're weak. Like, you're literally weak. Like, the only thing you have is your is your connection or your tribe. I forget what they call themselves. Um, like, the little groups. Clans. They're clans. Yeah. Um, they're, you, all you have is your clan, and that's it. And the moment that you leave that clan, it's just like, all right, cool, well, you're dead to us kind of deal. And so... When I, played it, when I remember playing a dwarf, because I thought this would be different, to know that the cast system really separates them and how they are, because if you're a surface dwarf, you're a coward, because you live in the sky, because you can see the sky, you don't, live, you don't live in the stone, like the rest of us. Right. But if you live, yeah. if, you're, if you're a, uh, I don't know what it's called, like if it's not, it's a non-surface dwarf, but if you're just like a...
1: Yeah, the surface surface dwarves, and then I think they're just called... Just regular stone dwarves. Yeah, just
0: like stone dwarves, like just dwarves underground that live underground. Um, Yeah, because
1: once they go to the surface, they're not allowed back in. No,
0: and then like, and on top of that, like, there's like a hierarchy, there's a caste system, and there even there's markings of like tribal markings of like who's who, especially if you're a criminal. And it's just like it really, really redefined how we kind of looked at these races, and it was always really off putting for me. But the thing is, there's a whole ton of lore behind
1: why that is. So speaking of the races and one thing that they don't really expand on, would you care for a quick mind vitamin?
0: Let's take a mind vitamin.
1: <laughs> Did you know uh Alistair? Yes. He is a uh Alistair is a half elf. Did we know that in DA two? Kind of. You learn in Dragon Age Awakening. The uh, expansion for uh Origins, kinda like the after story. Um Wait, in Origins? so that's right he was
0: in he was in the origins wasn't he
1: yeah origins was his game you know like the uh the canon ending is that you oh wait
0: hold on mind vitamin coming in now it's it's melting Mm -hmm. it's 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 getting into the system it's in my body alistair king alistair yeah our our homie the the goofball alistair
1: i always execute him but yeah you didn't like alistair I like Alistair as a character, but... Um, he screws up a lot. Character, he screws up a lot of I, stuff. My favorite playthrough is the uh, Human Noble. And if you play as a Human Noble male, you can marry um, Anora yep. and become king. Yep. Or not king, but prince, prince consort or yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but you gotta kill Alistair to do it, so... Yeah, no... Hey, I, remember the small people. I gave it to
0: I always gave it to him because I felt like behind his... I, and this is my original thought when I played the game, was that behind his childish behavior... Was a, a responsible king. I'm here to tell you that that's not true at all.
1: That is not true at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in Inquisition, the first major decision you have to make is do you side with the Templars or do you sign with the Mages? Templars. You signed a, okay. Do you remember the character Fiona? She was the, uh, Grand Enchanter, like the head of the Mage Rebellion.
0: Yeah, the, uh, she's the black lady, right?
1: No, that's, um, that's the character you have with you in your party. What's her name?
0: Uh, oh, no. Fiona's the old one.
1: Fiona is a elf. She is... Out. In Awakening, she was the um, Grey Warden. And something happens in this game where she, like, loses her Grey Warden abilities. And she's, like, the only person that's ever been a Grey Warden and then no longer a Grey Warden. Yes. Um. So come Inquisition, you meet Fiona and she's the leader of the Major Rebellion. Yeah. I saw if her you go face. Through and, yeah, if you dig into the story, that's Alistair's mom. Um, Ooh. but one thing that I never understood is once I found that out, half-elves are a thing in the Dragon Age universe, but you don't really see or hear about them. Cuz they all they always you, look
0: like elves, right?
1: They always look like humans. Um, like the elf genes are recessive. Really? Uh, mhm. So, you don't even Alistair thinks his mom's a human slave and his dad kind of, like, forced himself on her. Yeah. Uh, but that was just an excuse they made to hide his lineage and all this other stuff. But, like, something I always wanted was, you know, my D&D characters are almost always half-elves. I of course. I love half-elves. All the time. Uh, canonically the hottest character. But it's always something that's... Because other... Um, d and is big on half-elves, but you don't really see it. Or how? Well, without getting off topic, but no, but you're yeah, right. But, something...
0: but but you're right though. Like just to kind of conclude that that mind thought, a lot of people kind of look at half elves though as like lesser. And, yeah, and not
1: good enough to be a human, not good enough to be an elf.
0: You're you're stuck in between. Literally, the end one of the entries in the Dungeons Dragons book guidebooks. I think it was either in fourth edition, was that they have a, they have the hardest time, finding a place to live in either community they're neither wanted one place or another so because of that they take to the roads constantly because it's easier for them to make live a life on the road rather than settle down in a community because so many communities just don't accept them from either or so no you you, i mean there's a big reason
1: yeah so and that wasn't something i found out until i actually went through and looked at the expanded universe of dragon age um but it's like hey They, I believe they did say in Dragon Age 4, you'll be able to choose your race. And something I found out about Inquisition when it first came out was they really only had it set up for you to be a human, like Mm -hmm. in Dragon Age 2 where you only played as Hawk. Mm -hmm. Um, Inquisition was only going to be a human. And then there were like some community outcry said, hey, what if we don't want to be a human? Um, And we got our first looks at the Qunari, but there's really not any kind of backstory on that either. No because uh, like there's a thing where you uh if you play a kunari your character can ask oh hey uh tell me about the coon i don't know anything about that yeah i was like wow that's well done definitely yeah well done <laughs> um so it's just a lot of i don't know you want to go into like background stuff it's like i want to make sure that there's a firm foundation starting point to build the rest of this lore on. No,
0: I am but I mean like there's just there's so many um I and there's so many layers to all this stuff. And Dragon Age 4 is really going to showcase okay, so if if DA four is gonna really kinda get into this stuff and really kind of make make this new game open to everyone, I guess by learning all this information, by learning about like, you know, about learning about certain races about certain classes and whatnot, kinda like an origins By doing so, having, I'm afraid of the whole like generic, you know, they're not important characters, whatever, like they're not part of this world kind of thing, but we're going to open it up so everyone can have a place to feel like they're writing the story or their own story. I think that's okay.
1: So I will say this because I know whenever you beat Inquisition, you're not going to play it again. You don't think?
0: I think if I play it again, I'm just going to probably power through it again. Sure. Just for more um, clear storyline, but I know me, I probably won't end up doing that. I'll probably do do it the way that I want to, but I, if I'm being honest, like going over this conversation, just going over all the stuff again, I'm just like, I have the I have the itch to want to jump back into it and play it again.
1: Sure, because um, I want to say my, the my main playthrough is a human female who like kind of takes the Inquisition for her own power mm-hmm. and goes from there. But one of the uh, the most immersive playthrough is a female elf and romance solace.
0: Yeah, you told me this before.
1: Yeah, and it just it opens up so much more lore that's like hidden behind that playthrough. Um, It's great, but you got to actually go through and play that playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I've been wanting to play Inquisition again, but I was like, man, there's so many levels I don't want to play through. Yeah. Because I am a completionist. Once I start something, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to finish it. Which I still haven't finished any of the mosaics. The mosaics are so stupid. I hate it. Which ones Mosaics? Um,
0: oh, the uh, okay, yeah. The
1: Twelve tile pictures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, There's but I mean, I'm way. really excited for DA4. And another thing I wanted to touch on was Bioware's had a lot of people like step away from the company. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like the one of the story, kind of like the story directors. Mm. He left, and then it was going to be someone else that had to fill that role. So is that going to cause any continuity issues and just writing issues? Um, but it's one of those things. Um, you just have to wait to find out. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. But like, like Dragon Age three, I love it. But I was like, man, I feel like there could have been so much more on this. But
0: like, you know. like on Inquisition, or what do you mean?
1: Inquisition, yeah. Like I think Inquisition had a lot of more potential to dig into some stuff. Yeah. Um, but you can go through and read the reports. EA kind of like pushed it out. EA was like, "Hey, we need this game out." And then they added that multiplayer, where it's kind of like a. Did you ever play the multiplayer?
0: I did not, uh, but I remember okay. it.
1: Yeah. Um. Decent concept, but it was just like yeah. a, like the Halo firefight.
0: It was yeah. All it was, um, was just like wave stuff. It's kind of it was yeah. not.
1: Um, didn't work, but thank God we had those loot packs we could buy to unlock the different uh, multiplayer characters.
0: Ah, uh, yes, the early days of loot boxes and loot crates.
1: Um, because some of the characters are actually really interesting if you read their little backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, hey, here's a you can play a necromancer on the multiplayer, but necromancers aren't a thing in the uh, campaign. Yeah. Um, so I was like, cool. It's obviously in the game files. They just didn't add it. Yeah uh dragon age inquisition did not have blood mage as a specialization understandable i guess technically but talking to dorian and doing his whole storyline and getting a good relationship with him hey maybe blood magic's not that bad because some of the mages are like i'm not going to kill anybody i'm just going to use my blood and you're like all right i can respect that my body my choice
0: (laughs) (laughs) and there's a lot of that in dragon mm-hmm. age like the, the the concept of my body my choice there is a lot of that it, it's true it is mm-hmm. it's it's all over that game and that's why this game is, is is especially unique because it does take a lot of that a lot of those things that people identify through and they put it into the game yeah and i think if people if i think going back to the writers and whatnot if they continue to do that kind of stuff then they're going to do that. Because it can be a game for the person who wants to feel strong. But it also can be a game for the person who feels weak to have moments of successes. And I think this sure, is and I think I think a big Inquisition
1: part. I think Inquisition was one of the first games to have a, a trans character. Yeah. And you can talk to them and get their backstory and like, hey.
0: Uh, well, what what uh, was his name?
1: Um, I forget what his name was. Or their name was. Their name. But he was on the uh, – they were – Part of the Iron Bulls, yeah, uh, team. I will have to look it up, um, but you know who I, I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look that up right now because I, I feel <laughs> like that's. I think that's really important because, like, again, like this is something that like these games that Dragon Age does specifically. And Krem, was it Krem? Crem, that's him. I didn't or, look. I didn't. I didn't look it Krem. up. I just came to my mind. Is Crem? Yeah because like that's a big part of like what dragon age is like it's a it's it's everything for anyone who wants to feel that way and i specifically remember playing like playing as a mage like the biggest thing about like playing as a major or 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 non-major like a sword and board character you get different dialogue for that perspective and so it makes you feel like you're that person
1: so a quick correction on my part uh inquisition came out in november 2014
0: Ooh, four years before you, what you said. Yes, I think what I was there. thinking
1: about was uh, Trespasser. The DLC came out in eighteen, I think.
0: Well, if it makes you feel any better, I didn't play it until that was twenty eighteen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I didn't even buy Inquisition until the game of the year version came out with all the DLCs, because I was like, I want to play this game, but I am not going to buy the DLCs until it all comes out together.
0: I actually think I bought it at launch because I was working at GameStop back then, but oh. I don't. But I think I stopped playing it once they announced. DLC stuff first, yeah yeah because then I was just like I'm just gonna wait
1: so I mean 2014 for a transgender representation that's a head of the game yeah
0: way but... ahead of the game when people were just barely deciding to like you know what would be cool female protagonists <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> after all these years I mean and that's gonna be it's gonna be the new trend I mean like not not having transgender or whatever but I mean like the new trend is, is having the sense of inclusivity into these games and to like f- feel free to make your character because as much as Hawk was fun to play I was a little disappointed when I could only be Hawk uh, yeah
1: like you couldn't be dwarven female Hawk no, or no something like that I get it yeah 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 and I know um, Dragon Age Origins and Mass Effect 1 were both banned in some more conservative countries because they were some of the first games to have same sex relations because even though Liara on Mass Effect One is a uh, Asari, not female, not male. I don't know how they do that.
0: Non-binary.
1: It, yeah, it was still she's female presenting or whatever. Yeah, and they kind of banned it. But it was just Bioware being uh, ahead of the game, and now you we, we see it everywhere.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good talking point. At some point to like have that kind of conversation, whether like how we've seen that growth into games like that uh and byra definitely is ahead of it uh i would say i would honestly say like bethesda also is has done its part in in representing that uh and because in eso you find a lot of like so, uh, same-sex relationships and couples um and that's really that's really nice to see um but i mean like we'll uh, we can always talk about that a little bit more in another podcast but but i mean like dragon age 4 is so far still in the hiatus mode And there's so much more to talk about so going forward here at the Tavern, we're going to start giving you guys more of the lore down and hopefully you like that name because it's kind of funny i think i think it's a little clever uh because we want to get back into lore we want to talk about the things that really make us play these games for over three or four times or for over hundreds of hours because i mean like one of the things that's keeping me playing elden ring is the fact that like i'm getting lore every second of the way and I mean, I've got like six pages of notes at this point on this game so far because there is no there are no notes in the game itself. Um, but I mean, like it's a lot of fun and we're going to see where we can go with this. So hopefully you guys like this new layout and format of the lore down of our Digitavern Tavern podcast. Um, of course, we're going to still continue to have DGN and Digi Chats and whatever, whatever what we're having up. And uh, matter of fact, really quickly, let's get into some Digi Chats and let's talk about LAN as we are two days away from land all night how are you feeling about that
1: i am excited i am off today i got to go in for a half day tomorrow but then i'm on vacation for the weekend
0: nice 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 um whoa you're taking a vacation oh look at you i'm using two days
1: (laughs) and they even already asked me if i can come in and i was like nah (laughs) but um it's amazing
0: i see the growth just in that one sentence
1: so, I mean, it's one of those things that, like, I'm excited to just sit down, uh, enjoy the occasional adult beverage responsibly. And, uh, or not, <laughs> that's fine, whatever. No, absolutely. I'm donating blood and then getting wasted. Um, Taking blood thinners. But it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, I'm going to have, like, two and a half, three days to play video games. What am I going to play? Yeah. And why am I just going to play Skyrim again? Um, you don't, know, might start a mage build and then winds up as Sneaky Archer. Don't tempt me. So, um, I really do want to finish Pillars. Um, I've got some other games on my backlog I really want to get into. Mm-hmm. There's a huge Stellaris update coming out. I'm like, that's only a matter of time before that takes up all my time again. Boring. The only thing that uses more energy than uh, Not Bitcoin playing Stellaris. mining. Yeah, Bitcoin mining is playing Stellaris. It's the same thing. <laughs> so Quickest way to burn um, out
0: your card, which you almost I'm have. I'm excited
1: for that. I'm excited for David saying he's going to play games and then just watching VTubers all day. I am not and, sitting uh, <laughs> next to him this year. I am sitting next to him. I'm going to have to... I'm like the buffer states. I don't know who I'm sitting next to this year, actually. You got... I'm on your left and then Freed, uh, DataBots is on your right.
0: Oh, okay. So Fred is on my right. Oh, okay. So I, I'm... I'm around And then two people that are either going to be like, God, spoilers, or God, you're not playing the game right. <laughs>
1: That's assuming that he can even play the games. All right? That's true. So yeah, I'm going to see what I can do cuz last hey what? Last time in October, we had just had that big um Baldur's Gate 3 update. Yep. And now we got that Barbarian expansion with the There's one more act, I think now. And I haven't played it yet.
0: They add another act?
1: Or like half an act. There is more content now.
0: I know they they and, I know they patched like more weapons and gear and stuff like that, but I didn't realize it was more another weapons, act.
1: More weapons, more gears, they added the Barbarian class. Um but you, did you, did you reach the end of the the last, like that underground? Uh, okay.
0: Every game, every gameplay se- session I have played of Boulder's Gate, I have always gotten to the part where you, it's time for you to go underground, and mm-hmm. then they come out with a new <laughs> the new patch, so then I have to wipe my save and do it all over again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like
0: um, that's annoying.
1: I mean, there's a lot of games I want to play, and it's probably gonna be one of those things where all right, I pull up my steam library and be like, wow, I want to play all these games at the same time and then not play anything. And yeah, yeah,
0: that's why I'm going to download and install an update before, before Friday, before we, before I break everything down and then have it ready for, for when we get there. But land is coming up again. It's always nice to visit land all night at great wolf lodge. Uh, Super excited. Only hours away now. It's going to be great. Uh, and we're gonna document the entire time. So this podcast will be coming out after land. So we'll more than likely talk about land in the next podcast. Hopefully, Fredo will be back. He is currently out of town because he's a new, he's a big important guy now. He just Usually, traveling for work. Big regional, I know. <laughs> uh, so he's doing that stuff right now. He's currently in Kansas, I think. He is in uh, the your my second home spot. Yeah, your second yep. home. So, So, like, hopefully he makes it back live and that we can get back onto the Digi and he can get back to his family. Well, with that being said... Thank you so much for making it to the end of the podcast. We are wrapping this one up. Hopefully you enjoyed this one and we'll see you next week. If you were looking for everything and anything, DigiTalvern, feel free to follow the link tree. That's always at the end of the description in, in the uh, description section of the podcast. If you like the podcast, leave us a review, follow us on our social media, Instagram, all the things uh, I'm trying to get back into streaming. It's kind of weird. Cause I'm trying to find a good time to do it when I have a, uh, peace of mind to do it while I'm here. But uh we have so much more coming up. Stay tuned for something really, really cool because if you're following the social media account, we have opened up something really, really cool. It's a new chapter of the Digi Tavern and it involves food, fantasy, and uh some really, really cool stuff. So check that out. It's a lot of fun. And the Digi Tavern is just getting bigger. So we'll see you guys next week here in the tavern. Adam say goodbye.
1: Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.